Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 119, how to plan for Q4 in your business. Obviously, you can take this episode and use it to plan any quarter in your business, but specifically at the time that we're releasing this, it is about to be Q4, which is crazy. Now, I'm not actually teaching this episode. I have one of my special guests here for a takeover episode. We have Kristen Westcott, who is the lead strategist at I Heart My Life, and she's going to be walking you through her exact process that she uses with our clients to help them map out their next quarter. So she has a seven-step process that's going to be super clear to you as you listen to this, and you can take it and actually do a little breakout session with yourself, grab a workbook, and really make those plans a reality. So I think you're going to love this episode. It's super action-packed, so let's go ahead and dive in. This episode was sponsored by the I Heart My Life Mastermind. The I Heart My Life Mastermind is perfect for you if you already have a business and you're looking to scale. We cover tons of different topics. We cover marketing strategy, revenue planning, team, processes, everything you need in terms of mindset, high performance, really taking care of yourself as well as your business, events, publicity. We literally have seven coaches under one umbrella to support you and give you the answers to all of your burning questions. We host regular weekly workshops where you get your personal questions answered. We have retreats. You have a private Slack channel where you get to ask questions 24-7. You have an extensive resource bank that helps you put in place our cash method in your own business and much, much more. This is one of the most inventive programs around. I don't know anyone else offering the service that we provide. So if you are interested in growing your business and transforming your life, definitely book a call with us to learn more. Go to iheartmylifebooking.com and learn more about the I Heart My Life Mastermind. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to be joining you today to talk about how you can plan out your next quarter so that you can actually see some real growth and traction in your business. This is one of my favorite topics. So I have a no fluff value packed episode for you today. You're going to want to save this one in your podcast player to come back to each quarter because I promise you the content that I have in here for you today is that good, that you're going to want to flag it, come back to it each time you sit down to do your quarterly planning. But before we get started, I know that there are some of you out there who are resistant to planning, and I want to talk to you for just a moment before we jump right in. There are usually three main reasons that people resist planning. Um, They either don't have the time, right? I'm using air quotes here. They quote, don't have the time. They don't like to be, quote, boxed in, or they, quote, never stick to it. So why bother, right? So those are the three main reasons that I hear from people who are resistant to actually planning out their quarters in advance. And underlying these reasons is usually the same issue. You've either planned something that isn't in alignment with what you truly want to do in your business. You've probably done what you quote unquote should be doing according to some guru out there, or you've made the process too complicated that, and it's so complicated that you'd rather just put the entire thing off and not even really think about it anymore. So what I want to say to you today is that planning really shouldn't be this chore that you have to do. It should be something that you look at from a perspective of creativity 
when, you know, when you plan out your next steps in business, it should really free up the space for you to pursue those creative aspects of your business that you do enjoy. This way, you'll no longer feel boxed in because there's space in your week to do what you love and you'll never have to worry about sticking to it because you will be 100% motivated by what you've planned out. So before you start this planning process of your next quarter, I want you to consider a mindset shift around planning. I want you to think about it as a tool that can help you create a business that you're in alignment with and one that you love waking up to every day. And then throughout this process, you continue to ask yourself if what you're planning is what's right for you and your business, or if you're defaulting to operating from a mindset of what you think you should be doing because somebody else has told you to do it. So if you can make that little bit of that mindset shift around planning, I think even those of you who are a little bit resistant to the process will find that it is really, really helpful in you setting those goals to be able to see the real growth um, in your business that you're looking for in the next quarter. So let's dive in and talk about the steps you need to successfully plan out your next quarter to really see those growth, that growth. So the first step is to review your last two quarters. So I want you to focus on the most recent one, but you might need to look back a few more months in order to see some trends or some patterns in your business. Because we need to know what's working in your business, what what has gone really well over the last couple of quarters so that you can build on that and create a plan and a strategy going forward based on those things that are working. So it's not about totally scrapping everything you've done in the past. We actually really want to see what worked for you so we can kind of turn up the dial on those things and do more of them in this quarter. So I want you to look at things like your revenue projections and what you brought in in the last couple of quarters and look at where was it that revenue came from? Was it from one-on-one work? Was it from a group program? Was it from doing one-off workshops here and there? Really look at where did the revenue come from in the last couple of months? And is there one particular section that you're seeing a really big jump in revenue in that particular area that you might want to look at how you can incorporate more of that into your next quarter so you can really hit those revenue goals that you've set for yourself. The next thing I want you to look at is then where did those leads come from? Those people that that invested in working with you, whether that, like I said, was one-on-one in workshops or a group program, how did they find you, right? Was it from... Instagram? Was it from a joint venture that you did with another person in your industry? Really look at how is it they came to end up working with you, okay? And then I want you to take a look at reviewing all of the marketing pieces, like your email, including your email list, right? What was your email list at the start of 2020? And where is it now, right? And then, like I said before, how did people get on your email list? How do they find you? Is it through Instagram or Facebook, or maybe it's LinkedIn or Pinterest, right? Depending on where you're most active, you know, or the couple of platforms that you're active on, I want you to have a look at the growth you've seen there. So what were your followers on those platforms at the start of 2020? And what are your followers on those platforms now, right? And looking at which platform is converting best for you right now, Because the data that you track will tell you what you need to focus on for your upcoming quarter, 
right? So instead of trying to be everywhere all at once, we want to review your last couple of quarters to be able to see what's actually converting for you so that we can turn up the dial on that a little bit more and make things run a little bit easier, a little bit smoother, and definitely more simplified for you this quarter coming up, right? Maybe you were running ads, right? So maybe you need to look at how those ads performed. And if they weren't your big lead driver, then you may decide to shelve them for now until you have another, you know, big product launch or something coming up, right? Not necessarily forever, but maybe you focus on a different marketing piece that really performed well for you in your last quarter so that you can maximize the momentum that you've generated over the past couple of months, right? So when we're doing this review, we're looking at the data so that we can start to make decisions for the next quarter based on what performed really well so we can continue to, to capitalize on that momentum going forward, okay? So that's step one. Step one is to really review your last couple of quarters and look at the information that you're getting from the data that you have in your business. So step two then is to set goals for the next quarter. Okay. So we want to set goals that are stretch goals, but still somewhat realistic, right? You cannot do 300,000 things all at once in your business. We have to pick and prioritize what we're going to focus on in the next coming quarter. And why are you focusing on it? And how are you going to make that goal a reality? So these are all things we have to think about as we're setting our goals for that next quarter. So revenue goals are definitely one aspect of this, right? So I want to ask you, have you set a revenue goal for your next quarter? If not, that's the first goal you're going to set. And like I said, you want something that's going to be a little bit of a push, a little bit of a stretch, something that's going to make you a little bit uncomfortable, but not something that's going to be, you know, completely unachievable for you. So if you've just cracked the six-figure mark, next quarter, you're not likely to see a seven-figure business grow, right? But set yourself a stretch goal so that you can push out of that comfort zone to really start to see some growth in your business. So part of what you'll need to do for this is to look back at what is your big vision for your company, right? So many people forget to look back at this vision as they're setting their ongoing goals. And then what happens is there's a disconnect between what they're doing on a day-to-day basis and where it is they really want their business to go. So it's important to review your vision, right? If you've put together a vision board or a vision document, you need to review that as you're planning each quarter, right? I like to actually review mine weekly as I plan out each week to make sure that all of the tasks that I'm putting into my weekly calendar reflect my my big goals for my larger vision. But if that's too much for you, then make sure you're doing it at least each quarter so that you can really make sure that the projects that you're focusing on are the important ones that are going to take you towards that big vision that you have, okay? And not only is this really inspiring, right, because it helps keep you motivated towards these goals, but it helps ensure that each action you're taking for that upcoming quarter fits within your vision, that you're not creating goals and tackling projects that are actually derailing you from your bigger vision. And I work with a lot of entrepreneurs that talk about shiny object syndrome and how they're easily distracted. And this is why I always push them to come back to that vision as they're setting their goals and their projects for that quarter, because then they can make sure that the things that they've decided to focus on really are in alignment with the way that they want their business to grow. So I want you to look back at what was your big goal for 2020 and think how far have you come 
towards reaching that goal, right? And in looking at that, think about what is a good stretch goal for the next quarter, okay? So, right, like I said earlier, maybe you've only brought in 5,000 a month, right? So if you're bringing in $5,000 a month, again, you don't want to shoot for a multi six figure next month, but maybe it would be a stretch goal for you to start bringing in $10,000 months or $12,000 months where you're doubling and your revenue and a little bit more. Okay. So I like to set a good, better, and best goal, right? Good is slightly above where you're at now. Better is what we're really pushing for with all the strategies and the projects that we're putting our energy into. And best is your knock it out of the park, holy smokes, I can't believe I actually did that type goal. This is the super scary one that's really going to push you out of that comfort zone into the growth that you're wanting to see in your business. So I like to set three goals. One, that when I know I'm going to achieve it just a little bit above what I'm doing right now, so I know I'm at least hitting one of my goals, better is what I'm shooting for. This is what we're really pushing for with all your strategies and projects. And then that really uncomfortable goal. So I want you to now take a few moments to think about setting your goals for the next quarter and what makes you slightly uncomfortable that's going to push you to actually get off your butt and take action towards reaching some of those goals. Okay, that was step two. So step three then is now to set some milestones and projects for the next quarter. Okay, so that quarterly goal that you just set, I want you to think about can you break it down further into specific projects or specific milestones? So look at all the projects that you've pulled from that goal, right? All of the lists of things that you said you would like to do and you would like to accomplish in this next quarter to hit your goals. And I want you to prioritize that list, okay? As entrepreneurs, we have a ton of ideas and they are all great ideas, but we can't tackle all of them all at once. So we need to look at prioritizing some of those goals. So let's say you want to bring in $30,000 over the next quarter, okay? And part of that plan is to have your evergreen funnel go live, okay? That would be a big project. There are multiple components that go into building an evergreen funnel and putting it live. So I want you to then think about then what are the milestones in this project, right? You'll have to do some research. You'll have to build some content. There's definitely a big tech component, and then there's marketing and ads, right? There's, there's multiple different pieces that go into this project. And so think about what kind of milestones can you set in breaking this project down, okay? And then look at how many of these milestones have you started already? How many have you completed in your last quarter? And what's the next few milestones that you need to hit in this project, okay? So if you're planning to, let's say, again, do an evergreen funnel, that is a huge project. It might be your only focus for the next quarter, right? Especially if it's just you or an additional one to two team members, this is a big project. If you're already working with and serving your clients in some capacity to add on a project of getting an evergreen funnel in place might be your only focus for that next quarter, right? You don't want to set so many big goals and so many milestones for projects when it's just you or one other person on your team because then you're going to set yourself up to have a very stressful and overwhelming next quarter, okay? So look at the projects that you've set out that you want to do and prioritize them. And then realistically pick which one of them is going to be your main focus for that quarter, which is the biggest driver to helping you hit the goal that you've set for this upcoming quarter, okay? 
And remember, you still have to do all the regular stuff in your business, right? You know, all those things like your, your Instagram stories and your Facebook lives, right? All of the regular ongoing things and all that back end stuff does take time each week. So you'll have only a limited amount of time to work on these additional projects because we have to still keep the rest of your business running and flowing smoothly. So I want you to be strategic about picking those top one to two projects for the next quarter and set the others aside, okay? It's not meaning you're never going to get to them. It's just that we really need to be strategic about where we're going to spend our time so we can start to hit those milestones and see that growth, okay? And so then I want you to think about, okay, I've picked my one to two projects. How can I break that down into three monthly milestones for it, right? So that I'm tackling something towards this over the next quarter right? So let's say you're approaching quarter four. What would you need to have done by October 31st? What would you need to have done by November 30th? And then what would you need to have done by December 31st in order to hit that goal in quarter four, okay? Or to be able to complete that project on time. These are your higher level markers for a project. So maybe it's having all of the content recorded by a specific date or all of the marketing assets created, right? Like your sales copy, your emails, your graphics, all of those things kind of done by a specific date. Or maybe it's having all of the tech set up, you know, whatever it is, what are your smaller monthly milestones for that project? Okay, so that's step three. I want you to then focus on which one to two projects do you have and set some monthly milestones for the project that you're going to tackle in the next quarter. Okay, on to step number four. So step number four is we're going to break that down into a 90-day plan. So here's where you get to get a little bit, you know, pull out your notebook or, you know, your phone and really brain dump a list of all the things that you can think of that you'll need to do to reach that milestone, right? Or all of the components of that particular project. Every little thing, every little step, this is where you're going to brain dump all of those down into one space, okay? And I want you to make these action steps specific so that there's no question of what you need to get done for that step to be checked off on your list as completed, okay? So what does that actually look like on a day-to-day basis? How long will each of these steps take for you? So you might not know because you've never done it before, but make an educated guess based on your past experience and then add about half of that time to your estimate as a buffer. Okay, this way you're not completely stressed out about running out of time to complete that because you've never done this before in a lot of these projects. You might not know how long it's going to take. So take your best guess from your research or past projects that you've done and then, like I said, add about half that estimated time to it as a buffer. And so then you're going to look at all of those tasks and approximately how long you think that it's going to take to do it. And then you're going to look at, can any of these steps be broken down further into a smaller, maybe 15 or 30 minute increment? Okay, because a lot of times we will have those spare 15 minutes between a call or something like that, that we can start to take some steps to tackle these projects. And when you break things down into 15 or 30 minute increments, it looks like more steps on a paper, but it seems so much more manageable because you can now start to see where you can fit 15 or 30 minutes here into your day to keep moving towards your big goal for that project. Okay, and then I want you to assign deadlines for each action step. Okay, this is where most people stop. They make the list, they, they put all the things down that they need to do, they break it down into how long they think they're going to need to complete that task, but they don't assign a deadline. 
And so I want you to think, I want you to look over what you've got coming up over the next quarter. What other things are you taking vacation? Are you attending a virtual retreat? Um, you know, what is it that you have on the go and look at trying to set some deadlines for each of these steps. So if you know, one step might take you six hours. Can you do that at the end of one week? Can you split those six hours up over a week and complete that task in one week? Or do you need to split that into two and give yourself a deadline for when that task is going to be completed? This way we can start to set more of a weekly goal so we can make sure we're staying on track with hitting those milestones, right? And so each week, then you can kind of go back to this 90-day plan and make sure you've blocked out time on your calendar, right? Specific appointments with yourself in order to work on this project, right? And again, this is separate from any other admin blocks that you've carved out or time you're spending working with your clients. This is time specifically set aside for that project that you are focused on for this quarter. So what I want you to do is then go in and block out that time for each week to make sure that you can tackle those tasks by their deadline, right? There's nothing worse than getting a project plan all sorted out and then you becoming the bottleneck in that project because you haven't set aside the time in your week to tackle it, okay? Okay, so that's step four. Now we've taken those milestones, we're breaking them down into a 90-day plan, we're breaking them into smaller, for, you know, action steps that we can complete maybe in 15 to 30 minutes. And we're setting deadlines for those action steps so that we can start to put this into our weekly calendar. Okay, so next step, next step five is to make a list of the support that you'll need to be able to hit these goals. And this is very important and one of the most missed steps, right? Often you have to think about what is going to prevent me from hitting these goals. And the number one thing I hear from people is, I didn't have time, okay? And so I want to start to make a list of the support that you'll need to hit these goals. Who do you need to support you, right? Who can you ask for help? Maybe, maybe it's a, a mindset thing and you need to look at getting a mindset coach to support you through this big stretch goal project that you've kind of set up for yourself. Maybe it's a business coach. Maybe you're becoming a bottleneck with your marketing, right? And maybe you need to consult with a marketing strategist, right? Is there somebody you need to kind of contract some work out to? Maybe there's a specific service provider. Maybe it's Facebook ads or graphic design that's kind of holding you up. So make a list of some of the support you'll need. And this can also include support at home, right? Often, again, as entrepreneurs, we are working from our homes we have multiple things on the go in our business and in our lives. And sometimes it might be getting some more support in place at home to be able to free up some more time for us to focus on those projects. So what I want you to think of is what is likely to prevent me from hitting these goals? And like I said before, it's usually I don't have time or the other one is I didn't know what to do. So make a list of who you need to support you so that these things no longer become a reason for not hitting your goals. Okay, so that's step five. Step six then is to set your metrics for tracking your progress. So as we're moving along in our project, right, we'll have our to-do list, but it's not, it's not enough just to kind of tick off those things on our to-do list. We want to really have a look at how long these things are taking, where we're at within this process, how much time we're spending on it, how much money we're spending on it. We're really wanting to have a look at if we're promoting it with marketing strategies, again, getting the data and the metrics in place for those marketing strategies so we can start to track our progress. Um, a lot of people in, 
are really working on building up their email list, right? That's a, that's a big thing. People are looking at growing followers on social, but also really building up their email list. So looking at if that's part of your project plan is you need to build your email list before your next launch, then look at those metrics of how, how are certain things performing? How is this freebie performing over another one? Do you have a couple of different ones you can test out to see which one is converting better for you? Are you showing up doing video and then also doing static posts? Track your metrics on which, those, which of those types of posts are showing up for you. Maybe there's a certain um, online group that you're involved with that you're starting to see better conversions come from that particular group. So make sure you're also setting up your metrics to track your progress in this project, okay? Depending on what that project is, you'll have different metrics to track. I like to always keep track of a budget because you don't ever want to go over budget on a project and sink yourself thousands of dollars in debt before you even kind of get the project launched. So set a budget that's in alignment with what your business can can manage right now and be tracking that budget as you go along, but also track those metrics to measure your progress. And we do this for a couple reasons. Yes, to stay on track, but also to keep us motivated because when we have these big projects and we're just tackling things in 15 or 30 minute increments, a lot of times we can start to lose motivation. And by tracking our progress, we can then look back and see where we were at two weeks ago or four weeks ago and and start to see that we are making progress towards this goal, even if it doesn't seem like we've been able to focus on it this week as much as we would have liked. So it's another way to kind of keep you motivated to sticking to the plan and being able to kind of reach that goal that you've set yourself for the next quarter. And so the seventh and final step then is to get all of those dates onto your calendar or in your project management system and find somebody to hold you accountable, right? All your project deadlines, dates, and all of your ongoing marketing tasks need to go into some kind of a calendar so that you don't forget about them, right? Because we cannot forget about your regular visibility tasks just because you're working on a specific project, right? We want to make sure that those project tasks and deadlines and your regular ongoing marketing end up in your calendar, okay? One of the biggest things I see is when people get really heads down in a project, they stop marketing and then the leads stop coming in and then the clients stop coming in and then the money stops coming in and then they abandon the project altogether. So it's really important to make sure that you get some dates and times on your calendar to block out space for your regular daily marketing tasks, your regular admin tasks, and those project dates and deadlines. And so I like to use a project management system like Asana or ClickUp and set your weekly tasks in there to repeat automatically and they'll repopulate into your task list, right? So if every Tuesday you go live on Facebook, set that as a task in there to automatically repopulate it, right? And then make sure that you have time blocked on your calendar to actually do that Facebook live, right? So a a calendar is great. And a project management system is great, but each one on its own leave gaps and holes in the likelihood that this plan that you've put together for quarter, the next quarter is actually going to happen. So you need to have a project management system and a calendar that work together, right? One without the other will really hinder your progress towards growing your business and really hitting those goals. So that is the seventh and final step that we're going to talk about today. So To quickly recap the seven steps, the first step is to review your last couple of quarters, focusing on your most recent quarter that you've just finished. Step number two was to set your goals for this upcoming quarter, make them a little bit uncomfortable to push you out of that comfort zone and prompt you into taking action. 
The third one was to set those milestones and projects for that next quarter. Step four was to break it down then into a 90-day action plan where we can start to break those tasks down into those smaller pieces of each little step we'll have to take to hit those milestones for that project. Step five was to really make a list of the support that you'll need, okay? Maybe it's part of a membership. Maybe it's part of a mastermind. Like I said, maybe it's enlisting support at home, but making sure that you have a list of the support you'll need. What is the number one reason that you're likely to get derailed from this project and line up support to kind of prevent that from happening? Step six is then to track your metrics and your progress on your, on your goals. And then step seven is to get all those dates into your calendar and into a project management system and find someone to hold you accountable for that. Okay, so now before you go, wherever you're listening from, I want you to stop and reflect on when this week you can block out some time to start planning out your next quarter. Okay, so depending on what your week looks like, you might not be able to sit down and do this all in one sitting, right? And if you're new to planning, I recommend that you split it up so that you don't get um, end up drained or overwhelmed by the process. So split it up into a couple planning sessions. But think about when you can block that time into your calendar to really go through these seven steps and make your next quarter a focused and profitable quarter, okay? So regardless of when you're listening to this episode, right, if you're listening to it as it goes live or if you're listening to it later on, if you want some more support in planning out your quarter, then feel free to DM me on Instagram and I'll help you work through the process a little bit because I know that this can be really frustrating if you've never done it before and I know there's certain areas you're going to kind of get hung up on. So send me a DM on Instagram um, and I'll help you work through this process. Also, I'd love to see a screenshot of you in the midst of your planning session. So if you could take a quick selfie and tag me at kristen.westcott on Instagram, and be sure to tag the rest of the team at, at iheartmylife. We have a new Instagram handle now, so make sure you tag us there and show us your screenshots, your selfies of you working through your planning session, okay? So guys, I've really, really enjoyed sharing this simple planning process with you. And I thank you so much for listening and for allowing me into your earbuds today. And I hope to see you in our community real soon. Bye for now. I hope you loved today's episode, that you got a ton out of it and you are ready to dive full speed ahead into your next quarterly plan. And if you're looking for more support in this area and you want that hand-holding every single quarter to make sure your business stays on track, Go to iHeartMyLifeBooking.com, book a call with us to learn more about the opportunities that we have to work with us closely, to work with Kristen and our mastermind and our whole team of experts. We totally have your back. And I'll look forward to talking to you very soon. Thank you for listening to the iHeartMyLife show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on iHeartMyLife now. See you next time.